How good are you at memorizing things? How good are you at memorizing? Come back to me. I know one person in this room is fantastic. Uh, the rest of you are just so-so. Uh, and I think for most of you know, what is, is funny is with, with age, um, it, it, it gets worse. It just, you just forget more. It's just like, oh, what's going on? But you remember things. Who has been to my camp before? Right? Who has participated or been in a lip sync at one of my youth camps? Right? Okay, hands down. A lot, a lot of you have. Uh, some of you who haven't, I think you might have even seen them. If you're friends with these weirdos, you might have seen some, some of our, our lip syncs. Well, I first did lip syncs at youth camp back in 1997. Okay? I, I, was, I was five. Uh, when I started uh, leading a youth group, it was crazy. God called me and I did it. And, um, uh, and so the first year we did lip syncs, uh, I remember the song that won still. And I remember, I remember the words to the song. Uh, it's a weird sort of song. Who, who here has, has, has heard of Toby Mac before? Right? Well, what, do you all know what group he was a part of before he became Toby Mac? DC Talk, very good. And in 95, he, they came out with a song that, that was sort of, it was sort of not like, they did like rap before, before this. This was a, a crazy, crazy song called Jesus Freak. And um, what's funny is I forget a lot of things nowadays, but uh, I can still quote you that song. Uh, there, 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 there's a rap part in the middle of it. And it's a, it's 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 a beautifully weird. This is and this is the song that won the first lip sync we ever did at a youth camp. It was this song, and it, it, it goes: I saw a man with a tat on his big fat belly. It wiggled around like marmalade jelly. Took <laughs> took me a while to catch what it said because I had to match the rhythm of his belly with my head. <laughs> Jesus raves is what it saves is what it raved in a typical tattoo green. Uh, he stood on a box in the middle of a city and he claimed he had a dream. I don't know why I remember. You know, hey hey, listen. And that's, hey, that one line, that one line is pretty crazy, especially for a guy that stutters. I mean, you're like, dear Lord, that was the work of God right there. How did that happen? Um, what's funny is I can remember dumb stuff like that. I mean, it just sort of sticks to me. Why can I remember that? Partly because I listened to that song over and over and over and over. I would quote the rest of it for you, but we just don't have time. Maybe next, ne- next week because uh, it gets weirder about John and everything. Um, who here has ever learned to ride a bike? Do you think, question, 20 years from now, do you believe that you will still be able to ride a bike? If you don't touch one for 20 years, can you get on one? And, you know, you got to be like... Fit. You got to be sort of fit. I know some of you, I look at you going, you aren't going to be fit in 20 years. Now, sorry. Okay. So do we all agree? Yeah, I could pro- probably ride a bike then, right? You know, what's, what, what's funny is I've got a five-year-old. Year, 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 year her name is Kai, Kylie. Uh, we, we call her Kai. Kai. And um, she was ready to, she was like, I want to ride a bike on my own. She saw someone else do it, and she was like, I'm ready. So Michelle calls me up and says, hey, I'm going to work on Kylie with riding her bike today. And she calls me up in like three minutes going, Kylie's riding a bike. Uh, It took her two tries. Uh, And then she was just going. And Kylie uh, is now doing double backflips off 50-foot jumps. Uh, We're we're trying to get a contract signed. No, she's really good. What's interesting is um, what took Noah months to learn, 
I'm only kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, buddy. I'm kidding. Uh, he never really learned. He never got it. Uh, so, uh, but once, once you learn, um, once you learn to ride a bike, you know how to do it, right? You don't forget why, because you work at it, and then it becomes what's, what we call muscle mem- 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 memory. You've done it so much uh, that you, you just don't even have to think. You just do it, right? Do you all think now when you ride a bike, uh, right foot, bounce, 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 right foot, left foot, bounce, bounce, bounce steer to it. We don't think that at all. I mean, we're just like, crew, I can like pop my wheel in the air. Woo, you know, so, so we, we don't even think about it. Now, we're going to talk about something uh, that for many Christians, they, they always go, oh, I'm just not good at memorizing things or learning things. It just doesn't stick. But if you, if you know, we can all quote songs that we know from way, way back. I mean, we, we can, why? Because we listened to it over and over, and we, we thought about it a lot. And we, we, there's all these things that we can. And this is the truth. If you put your mind to it, you can, you can memorize it. Now, there are some people with issues that we're, we're, I don't think you count in that, okay? They've got, they've got uh, 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 what, what's it called, the, the brain injury to... Short, yeah, yeah, Dory, like, like Dory, okay? Okay, A- amnesia. Yeah, I was thinking of something else. It was a scientific, scientific term well beyond you people. Um, so, um, but tonight we're going to talk about this, the gospel, the gospel. One thing I did a survey a few weeks ago and said, hey, what's the thing that stops you the most from sharing your faith? I did it with, with the youth that were in this room about three weeks ago, and 48% said, well, I just don't know how to share the gospel. I don't know what to say. A lot of us have been in church for a very long time. Uh, and the question is, are we making the effort? And some just would have marked that, but their first thing was, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know how to get in a conversation. Uh, so there was probably 75% that were in this group don't know how to start, or I just don't know how, how, how to share. And can I tell you the truth? If you put your mind to it, you can do it. You can do it. Now, the gospel. If I say the word gospel, what does that word mean? Good news. Good news. It means good news. You know, we can say it's like, um, it's not like the good news like FSU has a 17% chance to beat northern Illinois this weekend at home. Right? Okay. That's good news because there's no other team they'd have a bet. A, the better chance against, so it's good news for, for Florida. I'm a fan. I'm a Florida State fan. And, and Gate, Gate, Gators, well, y'all ain't got no room to talk. Uh, I, think, I think we might can beat y'all, and that's what's scary in this whole scheme of things. Um, now, we're not talking about good news like Jaguars just beat the Patriots. Right, right, right. And, and do you know that the, the pro football ranking has us as number one? Well, the one I, was, I looked at was one. And that's the only one that counts to me. Uh, so um, I, I, I'm, be, I'm being dead serious. Someone else may be too, but we know they're wrong. We know they're wrong. Uh, and that is good news. But gospel, we go, yeah, that means that, hey, hey. We say, yeah, 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 that means good news. And can I ask you, is it good news t- to you? Uh, and have you told your face about that? And have you told your heart about that? 
Um, is it good news when you think about the gospel and what is, hey, boys, talk less, look more. Everybody's like, <gasps> okay, that's all right. We all need a little bit of help from time to time. I needed it once. My dad would beat my socks off. <clears throat> so, good news. There's a lot of things. We, oh, that's good news. This is good news. Gospel, I want you to understand what the good, good, good news is. Because of your choice, because of your choices in your life that you have made, we have all made, you are sentenced to death and suffering. That's what you've earned from your deeds. But God gave his son to take your place because he lived a life without sin and he could take your place. And now instead of death and suffering, you have life and peace forever. Is that big or is that amazingly huge? I can't even grasp how big it is. Sometimes when we look at the gospel, we've got to think, okay, this is good, good news. This should change the way uh, I wake up in the morning. This should change the way I talk to my parents or I talk to my friends. This should change the way I work when I go to my job. This should change the way that I drive sometimes because I'm getting ticked off because they're cutting in on me and I want to ram them. It should change it. Why? Because there's good news that is well beyond anything of this world. And we get so caught up in it. We're going to start in the book of Romans chapter 1 tonight. We're just going to read a, a little bit out of there, talk about more, more of that. We're going to start in chapter 1. Don't worry. We're going to, I know we've been doing a lot of stuff tonight because you're going, holy cow, it's almost time to end. We're going to run through some, some of this stuff uh, pretty quick. But stand with me as we, in, in honor of God's word. We're going to be in Romans chapter 1, verse 16. And this is, what, this is what it says. We're just going to read verses 16 uh, through 17. Uh, then we'll talk about the rest. It says this. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, the good news. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, in it, it being the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Let's pray one more time. Dear God, I thank you so much for your word. God, we just ask for you, in just a little time we have left, just for you to move in this place. Uh, Lord, that your gospel will be clear, that, that ears will hear, that hearts will respond, uh, and just ask for you to move. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, have a seat. <clears throat> now, it says this. First verse, it says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, of the good news. And I think we live in a time in a place where they want you to be ashamed of the gospel. You, you're going to speak about that? You're going to talk about that? It is not politically correct to talk about Jesus wherever you go. Does that stop, stop us? Let's just read that first verse. I am not ashamed of the gospel. You know what that means? When an opportunity comes to talk about it, Lord, give me the courage and the words that I need to talk about it. That's what that means. For it is the power of God. It's God's power, not your power, not my power, God's power for salvation for everyone. Let's talk about the Jews first and then the Gentile. What's a Gentile? A non-Jew. That's what we are. We're Gentile. So then it goes in verse 18. Look, look here at verse 18. We didn't read it. I want you to see it now, though. For the wrath of God... 
uh, of heaven is revealed against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men for the wrath of God. Question one right here, is God mean? Because some will go, well, then why is he, why is he wrath? When someone's wrath is against me, I feel like they're mean sometimes. I, I, feel, I don't know if you felt that before, someone's wrath, but man, it can feel like they're mean. Is God good? So can a good God be, 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 be wrathful? We, we sort of say yes because I think we, we think that we're supposed to, but I think some of us may know why. Some may go, yeah, because I think God's still good. I'm just not quite sure why. This is why. God is good. That's the great thing about God. God is good, but one thing God also is, is he's just and he's righteous. Justice is, is important to God. And if God is good and he's just and he's righteous, that means when there's something that's against God that hurts and sin is against God, God has no part in sin, and it's against him that, that, that God has no part, he's going to judge that. That means, and you're like, you can't judge. Yeah, yeah you can't. God, God can judge. Uh, you know, and and God, God, God's wrath pours out against it because he hates it. Why? Because it pulls his creation away from him. God hates, hates sin. That's why he's wrathful. If, if you had a judge and uh, he's doing a court case and... Um, uh, the person comes in and they have 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 murdered this other man's wife in cold blood, and the judge says to this man, "This man's like, man, I'm just sorry. I just lost my head, and they were annoying to me, and I just lost my head." And the judge goes, "Hey, buddy, I hear you. I've had bad days too. You just don't do it again, okay? And uh, you do better." What would the man of the wife who was killed think? This judge is, is loony, right? This is not a good judge. This is a bad judge. Why? Because he didn't give the punishment that was deserved to the man. God's the same way. Just because he's wrathful, his wrathful is against sin uh, and, and, and sin, sinful man. It's, it's got, a good judge has got to judge it. That's why God is that way. Now, look at this. We're, we're, we're just going to read, uh, uh, follow along in verse 18. Verse 19, it says this, For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them for his inv- invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nat- nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so that they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they, they became futile or useless in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were dark, 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 darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal men and birds and animals and creeping things. So it says this, that they, they knew who God was, but they ran away from him. They wanted nothing to do with them. And it says because they did that, their thinking became useless. Not only that, they claim to be wise, but God says they were fools. And man, is this not a picture of the world that we live in? The Emmy Award shows or any show that you watch, God is mocked much more than someone ever goes, well, praise God for this. I mean, they've now mocked those that praise God for stuff. It says they exchanged the 
glory. They don't worship God now. They, they worship the things that God made, money and fame and power. They, they, they worship all this stuff. And that's why this, the gospel is such good news. The world is so wrecked. We need the gospel. They need the gospel. And what I want to walk through tonight is what the gospel is. Now, I've got a story to start that out. We just got 10 minutes, and this is it. Well, way back when I was in college, I was on a mission trip in Africa for the summer, for the entire summer. I was about 21, uh, and I was deep in the, the jungle. We were on a two-week trek, uh, and we were teaching and preaching Jesus in, from village to village for like two of the 13 weeks there, the 10 there. And we were like, you couldn't take a shower. I was getting bit by, by spiders the size of my hand. It was really like crazy stuff. I mean, I had one, my armpit swelled like I couldn't put my arm down for four days. And we were like eight hours away from any help at all. So I'm like, I'm going to die on this trip, you know. But my, my arm looks big. Um, so we, we, we went deep in there, so deep in there. And some of you will not believe this. Uh, this is back in, in 93. <laughs> uh, that... The, the little kids there in the villages had never seen white men before. They didn't have power, electricity. I mean, we were in the bush. We were out there. And the witch, witch doc, 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 doctors told the kids that if they got near, near to us, that we would suck their blood and turn them white too. And they'd be like undead white like us. True. So when the kids would come up to me, I would boo a little bit just to mess around. It probably wasn't the best thing to do. Um, uh, so... But when we went there, we went, um, and so about four of the nights, we showed a thing called the G- G- Jesus film. This film was, was made in 1979. It's based on the book of Luke. And if you watch the film, you go, they stole props from our church play eight years ago, where the Roman guard, I mean, some of the props, it just looks sort of, it's a ho- ho- hokey, if you know that, that word. It's just sort of, you're like, this isn't real big effects type of, of, of film. But we would show it in a field in the middle of nowhere. We'd have a gen- generator to run the uh, power. We'd set up the screen, and all day folks would get word on it. We'd have some people walk eight hours to come see this film because they'd never seen a, seen a film before. And so we'd put this film on. There's a little clip because I want you to see sort of what, what can God use to change a life forever if God can use this, I guarantee he can use you. Guarantee it when you think, oh, I don't know if I'm good. I don't think I can do it. Just look at it a little bit. It's like a minute clip of this film. Oh! 
Fury Peggy. Stop on, on that side there. Um, not a not a great film, but it was interesting. Every time we showed the film, and, and the the fields we were in, we were in the middle of nowhere, and they would just fill up with people. I mean, they would it would be a packed crowd, and they'd watch it. In certain scenes, they they'd laugh that were sort of funny or or whatever, and ooh and ah. But it, when it got to this scene, every time, and throughout the rest of the scene, it was deathly quiet until all of a sudden you just heard them sobbing. These, these, these people sobbing, and they were saying these things, and we didn't know what they were saying, and the interpreter that was with us when we got in the car the first night said, what, what were they saying? And he said, they're saying, why, why would he die for us? Why would he die? They were sobbing. And I thought, oh, these people in Africa, when I, I look back, they, they've got a better understanding of the, go- the gospel than, than we do by far of what it means, how precious it is, how important it is. And the great thing is, if you put your faith in, G- in Jesus Christ, the Word of God says that God's Spirit dwells and rests in you, but it doesn't stop in you. It wants to move through you. It, as you've experienced God's love, God wants to love others through you, through us speaking and sharing and caring. But we've got to know what to say. Got to know what to say. Someone spell for me the word gospel. Spell it. Six six letters. G. Okay, G-O-S-P-E-L. Now, I want to share with you a way to share your faith using the acrostic G-O-S-P-E-L, which spells gospel. Okay, gospel. First point is this. God created us to be with him. First point. God created us to be with him. With him, that, that that's a very important point. In Genesis one and two, it says that God made everything. The first five days, on the sixth day, He makes man. All the rest of stuff, He said, "Man, this was good. Man, the moon, the sun, good. Animals, this stuff is good." When He makes man, He says, "Ah, this is this is very good." He created Adam. He marched all the animals in front. Of Adam, He didn't send them in front. It says that God marched them in front of Adam for him to name and also see that there was not one suitable for him. When God put Adam to sleep, it says that he took a rib out of the man and out of the the rib, he formed a woe man because that's what Adam said for some. He saw he said, whoa, man, right? So he took the rib, he he formed her. And know what's cool about that text? I love it. I love doing what, what, weddings at the part where the, the father gives away the bride because you know it says that God brought Eve to Adam. God was there. He, he brought, he, there was a real personal relationship there. And even when the, the fall came, it says that God was walking around in the garden as they were hiding from him. Why? Because they were in good relationship with God. God created uh, us to be with him. That's why when we search for fame, we want money, we want all this stuff. Everybody who gets rich, who has fame, they're athletes, they all struggle if they don't have faith in God. 
Why? Because we're created, created to be with God, to be in fellowship with God. That's the first thing we're, it says in Psalms, uh, in Leviticus 26, 12, I will walk among you and be your God and you will be my people, personal relationship. It says in Psalms 100, the beginning of verse 3, know that the Lord, he is God, it is he who made us and we are his. God created us to be with him. Repeat after me. God created us to be with him. That's point one. That's, that, that's, that's G. Then it goes to O. Our sins separate us from God. A problem that we have. Our sins separate us from God. It's rare that you'll find someone in today's world that will go, yeah, I don't sin. I think we all know what it is. We're, we're bro- broken. We mess up. We choose wrong. We're selfish. We see the world that we live in. You, if you watch the news, you know it's, it's full of it. God, God gave us free will, ability to choose between good uh, and, and love God or choose evil and turn away from God. We see evil in a lot of ways. We see it uh, in the world, right? We see hate, hate, hatred. We see war. We see greed. We see it in ourselves, I think. We see selfishness. Uh, we see lust. We see jealousy. Jealousy, uh, pride. In Genesis 3, God gave Adam and Eve, uh, he had given them one command, do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And what did they do? They ate of the tree, right? And, and, it, and it, when, when they ate of the tree, when they broke the command of God, sin came into the world and it broke this relationship with God. It says in um, Isaiah 60. Uh, no, uh, Romans three twenty three. For all of sin falls short of the glory of God. For for all of us sin, and the wages of sin. In Romans six twenty three. It says the wages what we earn from sin is death. What we earn from sin is death. So our sin separates us from God. G O. What's the next letter? S. S is um, sins cannot be removed by good deeds. And the world thinks that we we sort of think that. I mean, if I can just be good enough, if I can just be good enough, I can take care of this. The entire Old Testament shows people that tried to be good enough and failed and tried their own way and failed and could never make it. We can't fix this on our own. See, God's just, perfect, and holy character demands a payment for sin. That is greater than anything we can we can muster up ourselves. Isaiah sixty four six says this: We have all become like one who is unclean. All of our righteous deeds are like polluted gar- 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 garments. Even the good stuff compared to God that we do, it's just not good. So our sins cannot be removed. You can't fix yourself. I think we know that. I think we try, and if you've tried long enough, you go, oh. I can, I can see that. G-O-S, what's next? P. P is an easy one to learn. It's paying the price for sin. Jesus died and rose again. Paying the price for sin. Jesus died and rose again. That's what's the beautiful thing about the gospel. Um, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us while we were in our sin. Not when we were fixed and clean did he die for us. When we were in our sin and rebellion against him, he died for us. And what he did was he took this relationship with his son, and he took his son who he'd never been 
separated from, and he gave his son to earth. When he wasn't separated from his son then, it was when his son was, lived a perfect life, and then he was put on that cross, just like we saw there on, on the screen. But do you understand the cross did not kill him? That when God allowed the sins of the world to be laid upon the son as a sacrifice, and God turns his back on the son, and the son dies because of the weight of the sin. The sin, paying the price for sin, Jesus died and rose again. In Romans 5, 8 says this, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And then we're at E. It says, everyone who trusts in him alone has eternal life. Everyone who trusts in Jesus alone has eternal life. John uh, 14.6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, who, no, no man comes to the Father, no one comes to the Father but by me. There's no other ways to God. I was a, had a talk with my neighbor just two days ago, and he said, yeah, you know, well, there's, all of us have our own roads that lead, lead to God. And I said, I'll res-, you know, and he said, yeah. I said, well, I, I'll respect that you've got that viewpoint, but I, I, I'm sure you're wrong. And he was like, oh, and then he backed up quite a bit. But not all roads don't lead to God. It's got to be in Christ and Christ alone. Jesus said, I am the way. If you don't believe that is the truth, then Jesus is a liar. He's the only way, the only way to God. And then um, in um, John 3, 16, you, you, you know this verse. It's for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. In, in Romans 10, 13, it says, for all who call on the name of the Lord will be what? Saved. All who call. But you got to trust in Jesus. And then L takes us to L. And this is life with Jesus starts now and lasts forever. It doesn't start later. It doesn't start when you die. It starts right now. He wants to change your life now. He wants to live within you now. He wants to bring you peace now, John 10, 28 says, I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. In, in Romans 3, or 8, 38 says, nothing can separate us from the love of, of, love of, of, of Christ. And it then begins to list this huge list of things. It said, nothing, nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. It starts now and lasts forever. See, there's three type of people in this room right now. You might be here and, 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 and you may be in the church for a long time or you may be very new here, but you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ. You've heard the gospel shared that, 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 that God creates us to be with him. And he created you, every one of you, with a plan and a purpose. There's a purpose for you. You may not feel like you're like, no, you don't know my life. It's a wreck. No, no, no. I don't have to know your life. I know my God. I know the God who loves you and cares for you, and that's enough. God created us to be with him. Our sins separate us from God, and we can't, our sins cannot be removed by good deeds. We cannot fix this ourselves, so God made a way. Paying the price for sin, Jesus died and rose again, and when he did that, Everyone who trusts in him and him alone has eternal life. And that starts, that life with Jesus starts now and lasts forever. I don't know about you, 
But this is very good news. If you've never put your faith in, in Jesus Christ, it's not going, yeah, with my head, oh, yeah, I think I sort of believe that. Yeah, I'll go with that. It's you going, God, I'm sorry for my sin that I've rebelled against you, and I, 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 I embrace and accept this perfect gift of Jesus Christ. And God, I just want to honor you with my life. That's, that's what putting your faith in, G, in Jesus Christ means. And it doesn't mean you change and you're perfect tomorrow or a minute from now if you did it right now. It means you know who you are in Christ. You know God has got a plan for you to seek after him and, 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 and your life has meaning. There's so many that live this, this life and there's no meaning to their life. One thing I know I've got, man, no matter how I do, man, I know God's got a point with me being here. And in the midst of, if no one cares about me, I know that God, that God does. And, and he cares about you too. So if you've never put your faith in Christ, and I would love to talk to you. And it's as simple as you going, God, man, I, I'm yours. I'm sorry for my sins. And Lord, I accept the gift of your son, Jesus. Without Jesus, we cannot be saved. You must put your faith and trust in, in Jesus. There's a group here that you go, you know what? I think I've, I've been saved, but man, I've really not been, don't know if I've really, I may not have been saved. I don't, but I don't know if I've really been living this out. I've never thought of the good news as being as big as this and how it, it needs to affect my whole life. If that, that's you, man, you need to talk to somebody about it. You need to talk to your parents. You need to talk to me. Somebody going, man, God's doing something and I need to make a commitment to him somehow. Talk to someone about it. You might be here as well, and you're like, man, I believe in Christ. I put my faith in him a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, ten years ago, and, and I know my faith is in Jesus Christ. But Man, it's hard to share my faith. I get it. I get it. But this is my challenge for you. If that's you, my challenge for you, I've got some, some uh, cards, uh, and it can fit in your, your Bible, but it's got all... All, all the thing, G-O-S-P-E-L, with the verses on it. And this is what my challenge. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you need to know this. You need to memorize it and know it by heart. Not just, not, this is, if you do this, then you're going to be saved. No. If you do this, you're obedient in your faith and you're being used by God wherever you go. Man, that's, there's no better place to be than being where God wants you to be, Right? So I'm just going to have these up front, and if you, you take one, uh, that just means you're accepting the challenge. Uh, I encourage everybody, uh, as, as we, we go tonight, just to take one. Uh, even if you're like, man, I'm not sure. I'm just trying to figure this, this faith thing out. Take, take one and, and read, read more about God's love for you because there's th- things this world will, will try to give to, to you that they will fail but God will never fail. Let's pray together.